When you're an older nurse who needs to turn a new leaf, how can you create a viable next chapter of your career? Let's talk all about it right here on episode 228 of The Nurse Keith Show. Well, hello and welcome to The Nurse Keith Show. I'm so grateful you're here. Whether it's your first time tuning in or you've been hanging out with me here on the virtual airwaves for months or perhaps even years, thank you for being part of the growing Nurse Keith Nation. This podcast is, of course, about you and your nursing and healthcare career, and I'm here to share education, ideas, diatribes, and interviews with some of the most inspiring people from the worlds of healthcare, nursing, and beyond. And did you know you can leave a rating and review for The Nurse Keith Show over on iTunes or Apple Podcasts? If you've been listening to this show for a while and you have not left a rating and review over on Apple Podcasts, please consider doing so. It helps a lot of other people find the show. And if you let me know you did, I will read your review and thank you personally on air. Meanwhile, if you want to see the show notes for this episode, hop on over to nursekeith.com forward slash the word episode and the number 228 to read all about it. You know, I'm coming up on my 55th birthday this month of August 2019, and I've been thinking a lot about older nurses, aging nurses, those who have been in the biz for a long time, and who maybe are experiencing that sense that, hmm, something needs to change for me here. And you know, our society has dictated for a long time this fantasy of working for one company and getting a gold watch after 25, 30, or maybe even 50 years. And this is exceedingly rare right now. I do know some nurses out there who have worked or continue to work for the same organization for many, many years, sometimes 20 or 30. That is laudable. It's wonderful. And if you can find an employer who takes care of you, who values you, where you feel like you can make your mark and hang in there year after year and decade after decade, great for you. Good for you. That's wonderful. Most of us cannot pull that off. And many of us, myself included, don't want to do that. We actually want change. We want things to switch up periodically. And we choose to change employers perhaps every few years. No judgment either way. However, in the 21st century workforce, now in 2019, changing jobs fairly frequently is pretty normal. Now, what else changes as we age, as life goes by? Well, we get married, maybe we get divorced, we have children, maybe we're blessed with grandchildren or great-grandchildren. We experience trauma and grief and loss. Our kids go off to college. Then our kids get married and all sorts of things happen. And that changes the priorities in our lives as different things come down the pike. If you have local grandchildren, you're going to want to make sure you're home during the day or you're home a couple days a week or evening so that you can hang out with them or maybe do some childcare. Built-in babysitter, right? All sorts of things can occur in your life that make you want to have something change within your work style and your lifestyle. What else changes? Well, 
As I said, I'm coming up on my 55th birthday and I'm thinking a lot about those health-related changes. And I can picture a nurse out there right now nodding her head saying, yep, I'm feeling those changes in my own body. And what are those changes? We can slow down. We're not as quick and fleet on our feet as we used to be. We may or may not have, what do you call it? Um, um, oh, memory, right, memory issues. We might not be able to bring up those things that we used to be able to remember just like that. We might have chronic health problems, visual issues, chronic pain, all sorts of things that makes nursing on our feet like on a med surge floor or something like that, not so easy for us anymore. The other thing that can come along, especially now in the 21st century when change is happening at such an exponential pace, new technologies can make some of us older nurses feel out of touch, especially if we don't have that personal facility with software and computers and things are a little bit of a heavier lift for us. We might have some younger, more facile colleagues who are willing to help us and tutor us, or we might have colleagues that feel exasperated because we're moving slowly, we don't chart as quickly, and we're hogging the computer, etc., etc. So technology can be the bane of our existence if it's not something we're willing to really dig deep and learn. Lots of other changes come down too, and as our bodies and our nursing careers age, these things can really start to be huge thorns in our sides. And what I'm talking about here are changes in the healthcare system writ large, the things that are really hard to stomach. Remember back in the 90s, if you were a nurse or you were aware of healthcare back in the 90s, remember diagnostic-related groupings, DRGs that were developed, I think, in Congress? Ridiculous stuff that happened around managed care. And then in the last 10 years, we've had the Affordable Care Act, lots of things changing, some for the better and, admittedly, much for the worse. If you've been in this game for a long time, if you're an older nurse who's been around since the 70s or 80s or maybe even the 90s, you might be feeling the pain of watching your patients' insurance companies deny them care that has actually been determined as medically necessary by their providers, by their nurse practitioners and doctors and surgeons. How frustrating is that? So... These are some of the factors that can cause us to feel like, oh, I need a change. I need to do something different. I just can't do this anymore as I get older. Now, if you're a younger nurse, you may be feeling this pain too. This might be lighting your fire of change and please change along with us. But right now I'm speaking specifically to the older nurse out there who is really feeling like, oh boy, I just can't do this anymore. Another thing we sometimes can't do anymore is shift work, working nights. Oh my God, you might be listening right now, driving home from having worked 11 to 7. Maybe it ended up being 10.30 to 7.30, and it has been a long night. You better get home and get some sleep. Now, when I became a nurse back in 1996, I'd been working in group homes for the developmentally disabled. I'd been a private duty home health aide for the elderly. And my wife looked at me, my wife Mary, and said, you know, you're becoming a nurse and 
I, your wife, am saying that you can never, ever, ever work an overnight shift again. And you know what? 23 years later, I have still never, ever worked an overnight shift. It's just something I chose to not ever have to do. I created that. I made it happen because I would have caught hell and been in the doghouse for a long time if I had worked any overnight. So I have held up my promise. As we age, working at 11 to 7 is going to be much more difficult than it was when we were 20 as now when we're 50. Working on our feet for 12 hours is going to be a lot harder at 55, God, I know that, than it was at 25. So we need to make sure we are keeping tabs on the changes in our bodies as well and make sure that we find positions and employers that fit with where our bodies are now in time. We also experience changes in our personal interests. I mean, I'm still interested in a lot of the things I was interested in back in my 20s. I like a lot of the same music. I still explore new music. I explore books and literature and the news and politics and art and all sorts of things. So yes, my personal interests are somewhat the same, but my priorities around my interests have changed. There's a lot of new things on my radar that have not been on my radar when I was younger. And again, the things that apply at 55 don't necessarily apply in the past when we were 25 or 35. We need to make sure that we stay interested, that we stay connected. And if we're working in a job that doesn't pique our interest or float our boat or light our fire anymore, it's time for a change. So here are some questions to ponder when you're thinking about whether or not it is time to do something different because you're aging and you need something new in your life. So think about what really lit the light bulb for you when you first entered the nursing profession. Think about what parts of your career now don't inspire you the way that they used to. Think about how certain aspects of your career were certainly gratifying 10, 20, or 30 years ago, and now you find those things incredibly boring, or you've just done them so many times that there's nothing novel, there's nothing new under the sun for you. Ask yourself, how does my current career path support or hinder my chosen lifestyle? Like I said earlier, if you have grandchildren now, maybe you need to change the way you work and the way you live so that you can spend more time with your grandchildren. Maybe you have an aging spouse and you need to be home with your spouse more and you need to figure out a way to work from home so you're not off in the workforce out every day away from the house, maybe you need to be home with your wife or husband or loved one so that you can care for them and keep an eye on them. Ask yourself, what clinical or nursing related interests have I developed that aren't reflected in my current role or the current trajectory of my career? And what can I do to make my career fit with what my new interests are? 
You can ask yourself, as I age, what is it that I truly want out of my work life and my career? What is it I would like to be able to take home with me in the evening when I go home from work? What do I want to be able to experience in this latter portion of my career? Ask yourself if you can see yourself doing your current job or working in your current specialty for the next 10 or 20 years. Could you do that or do you need something new in order to stay interested and not feel like you're stuck in a rut for your entire life? Also ask yourself if you're able to fulfill yourself outside of work in the ways you'd like to or if work is standing in your way. And also speaking of standing in your way, Are there people or institutions in your life who you feel could actually help you get to where you want to go or help you do an end run around the things that are standing in your way? Maybe there's some amazing nurse entrepreneur who you'd like to meet because you think their story sounds incredible and you would like to try to do something like they've done. Maybe you need to reach out to that person and figure out what they did and how you could do something similar. Finally, we want to get down to this notion of how has my definition of what being a nurse means changed over the years, and am I living the life and the career that I truly want to live? When we come back from the break, we are going to speak briefly about some of the things you could do that are a little bit outside the box, ways in which you could think differently about your nursing career, and how you might be able to make those things come to pass. We will be right back with the second half of episode 228. So now we're going to take a pause for the cause for just a moment. Please consider becoming a patron of the Nurse Keith Show, just like other listeners who value the show so much that they want to give just a little bit each month to support the work we're doing here. When you pledge, you not only get the satisfaction of helping produce and support the show, you also get some pretty nifty premiums and gifts directly from yours truly. Just head over to patreon.com forward slash nurse Keith to read all about it. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash nurse Keith. Also, please consider signing up for my newsletter at nursekeith.com so that you can receive my bi-weekly message just for you. Finally, if someone you know could benefit from career coaching with me, please consider referring them. And if they become a paying client, even if they do one session, you'll receive credit for one hour of coaching with me. And there's no expiration date on that credit. And you can keep it in your back pocket until you need it most. Remember that you can refer as many people as you like and continue to earn those coaching credits over time. What a deal. Those are my sincere asks of you, dear listener. So now let's dig back into today's topic. And welcome back to episode 228 of the Nurse Keith Show. Thanks for hanging out for the second half of the episode. I appreciate you being here, whether you are one of those older nurses like me, or maybe you're a younger nurse, but you want to hear what I have to say because it might apply to you now or in the future. And if you know you're going to age and younger nurse, I'm speaking to you, you will age, I promise. You might want to make sure 
you do some due diligence so that you can head off some of these issues at the pass and prevent yourself from getting bored or stuck in a rut along the way. So for the older nurse like myself or that listener out there who is really listening closely because he wants to figure out what to do, we still need to be able to find niches where we feel useful and where we feel productive. You need to be realistic, honest, and you need to let go of the shoulds of what you think a nurse is. By now, if you've been working for 20 or 30 or 40 years as a nurse or even longer, bless you, you should know what those shoulds are. You should know the judgments people have about nurses who don't work in acute care, for instance, and you should say, you know what? Screw that. I don't care. I'm going to do what's really going to work for me. So the first thing, if you are having physical issues and running around on your feet for 12 hours a day doesn't really move the needle for you anymore, think about positions that don't involve being on your feet for 12 hours anymore. There are plenty of them out there. You can also figure out the positions where you could use some of the new knowledge you've accumulated over the years and the new skills that you've developed that you could use and leverage in novel ways. You might want to move into management or administration. You may even want to become a chief nursing officer or maybe even a chief executive officer of some sort of healthcare or non-healthcare related company. You may or may not need to go back to school to get a graduate degree. Maybe you already have an MSN in education. Maybe you have an MSN or a PhD in healthcare administration. It doesn't really matter. You may or may not need that degree to get where you want to go. So if management, administration, the executive suite appeal to you, that might be a place to look. For some nurses who feel like they still have that clinical acuity, but they really don't want to work in direct care anymore, Quality assurance, QA, QI are great ways to take your knowledge and leverage them. Utilization review and being a chart auditor can be a great way to make a living. Some of us might find that a little boring or tedious, but for some, it really lights their fire. They love that stuff. They love looking at the numbers. They love looking at the data. So if data is your thing, QA, QI, utilization review might really float your boat. There are jobs in chart auditing for either insurance companies or healthcare facilities or healthcare systems. You may even want to look into legal nurse consulting, which is a very big growing field right now, working with attorneys and others in the legal field. That knowledge that you have, that clinical knowledge, can really be helpful to an attorney who's involved in malpractice or other types of healthcare-related litigation or issues. There are also expert witnesses out there. There are nurses who are hired specifically to be expert witnesses, to come before a judge or actually appear during a trial or to advise an attorney on what you would do as a prudent nurse in this particular situation. Your expertise can definitely be leveraged as an expert witness. Some older nurses choose to go into education. 
You might want to get a position as an adjunct professor in a nursing school, or maybe shoot for full professor with tenure. Who knows? The sky's the limit. That usually entails a higher degree, such as a master's of nursing in education or something similar. So consider that. And you may want to dip your toe in by doing some adjunct work, which may not take a master's degree to be able to do just part-time on the side as a little side hustle. So education might be a way that you would like to go. Some nurses become clinical nurse specialists who are on their feet, some because they do lots of education of the nurses and sometimes the patients on a floor or on a unit or in an entire healthcare institution or organization, but a clinical nurse specialist may or may not run around like a floor nurse, and that could really work for some people who still want to have their feet in the fire of acute care, but maybe not be doing all of the direct care. So clinical nurse specialist can work for some of you. Now, I know I mentioned earlier that some older nurses have a hard time with tech and informatics in those new softwares and things that come down the pike, the new medical records, electronic medical records that just can confound some of us. Well, if you are the kind of nurse who loves tech, if you're older and you also have great facility with computers and software, you could become a super user. You can become a master's prepared nurse in informatics, for instance. You become a nurse informatics leader. There's plenty of space out there in the tech aspects of healthcare and nursing for you to be able to do meaningful work from the tech perspective. Now, you may hear some rustling of papers in the background. That is George the cat jumping up on my desk. I'm going to put him in my lap. Maybe he'll say something for you if you are super lucky. Now, aside from tech and informatics specifically, you may be the kind of nurse who really knows a lot about coding. You might be groaning out there, but there might be a person out there who's like, yeah, I love coding. I'm a coding specialist. Well, that can be a specialization for you that is completely non-clinical, but you can still be providing a service that can benefit the organization and also the patients who are receiving the care. Now, if you are of the mind to be an entrepreneur, and I do recommend it for those who have a mind for business, who want to develop a mind for business, who have a really cool idea. Being a nurse entrepreneur is a thing. It is a huge thing right now. And many of you have heard me talk of the National Nurses and Business Association. That conference happens every fall in Vegas and nurses of all ages, of all stripes and backgrounds and specialties come to that conference in Vegas and we put our heads together and talk about all the different ways nurses can create careers as entrepreneurs at 20, at 30, at 50, at 80 years old. It doesn't matter. There is plenty of space for nurses who want to go into business. That can mean coaching, writing, consulting, podcasting, opening a home health agency, anything you can think of that might be a viable business that there's a market for, that there are people willing to spend money for that thing, you might be able to launch a very successful business that will see you through into retirement and maybe beyond. And if you are retiring soon, 
Sometimes nurses like to start little side hustles during retirement because maybe their pension or their social security or their savings isn't quite enough to get by. You can sometimes start a side hustle earning maybe an extra $500 a month or $1,000 a month writing, consulting, etc., just making that little bit extra on the side. Or maybe you just need to earn a little on the side to support your adult children or your grandchildren or put, put a grandchild through college, whatever it happens to be. Entrepreneurship is a way that you could go if you chose to do so. Now, adding a non-nursing degree to your resume could also help you pivot into something new. You might say, well, Keith, I don't want to go back to school. And I'll say, great, don't go back to school, find something else to do. But if you are a person who likes school, if you like studying, if you like the academic environment, maybe you might want to get a master's in business administration, an MBA, or maybe a master's in public health. Maybe there's something out there, healthcare related or not, Maybe you actually want to get a degree in psychology and become a counselor or psychotherapist. Really, nurse, the world is your oyster. You can do anything you want. And especially if you have paid your dues, if you've been around the block a bunch of times and you have done the work and cared for the patients and done so many years of hard labor out there in the healthcare system, Man, you deserve to do something where you're happy, where you can remain healthy, where you can feel satisfied, and you feel like you're still contributing to society, contributing to your family, and doing work that holds meaning. And meaning is so important throughout our lives. And I will say that as we get older, and I can attest to this because I'm now 55, I consider myself to be in the autumn of my life, heading towards the winter in the 60s, 70s, and 80s and beyond. At this point in life, it's not necessarily as important to be so productive, etc. Sometimes what we look for more is meaning because we've paid those dues. We've walked in all those moccasins. And this is a time when we want to do something that really means something to us, that speaks to our values. And if you've been working in the type of position or the type of facility or organization where you feel you haven't been valued and you haven't been able to live your values at work, now is the time to make that change. In conclusion, the older nurse, I feel, deserves to be able to have their cake and eat it too. Now, if you're a 20 or 30-something nurse, you deserve to have your cake and eat it too. And when you're 50 or 60, you'd better be having your cake and eating it too because you will have done the work and you will also have earned the right to do what you truly love in those latter years of your life. It's what you deserve and what you should be able to do. It's what I'm doing now in my 50s and I wish the same for you.
Well, there you have it. Thanks for listening to The Nurse Keith Show. This has been, of course, episode 228 with the show notes at nursekeith.com forward slash episode 228. I hope you feel uplifted and empowered and maybe thoughtful from this episode. And I want you to keep taking inspired action every day in the interest of your personal and professional satisfaction and happiness. And did you know there are job listings at nursekeith.com? That's right. Head over to the resources drop-down menu at the top of the website, and you will find jobs from Reload, jobs from ZipRecruiter, and lots of other resources for you to explore. The Nurse Keith Show is edited and produced by Tim Hollowell and his team at thepodcastinggroup.com, and Mark Cappiespeason is our social media ringmaster. He keeps us tamed with a whip and a chair. Please tune in again and again as we continue to explore how to powerfully elevate your nursing career and your personal life into your very own stratosphere. Be well, dig deep, seek joy, keep in touch. And this is Nurse Keith at almost 55 years old saying adios till next time from beautiful and very rainy Santa Fe, New Mexico. (laughs) 